This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Chelsea Podcast. I'm Chance, and as ever, I have the magisterial Mooch with me. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, magisterial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a word? Yeah, man. Okay, have, okay. You, have, you, have you done your Latin? It's no. like you're the no. you're, on, you're a master, <laughs> Lord of all your survey. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, I feel you, I feel you're fully deserving, sunshine. Um, so here we are again, and. Uh, we've come. We come to this after two, three-one victories, but conflicting emotions. I would imagine um, after those two games, they're very different in yep. their makeup. Are we? Are we not going to introduce the guest as well? Yeah, I do that. I come around to that. Okay. I say to you first. I do you first. <laughs> I'll do that again, shall I? <laughs> I thought because I'd th- thrown you off or something like that. I was like, is it, forget, no, I, do a little, I do 20 seconds with you first, mate, and then I forget all about you. We'll get to the good stuff. Like, <laughs> we need to get to the guest. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> all right, I'll make it shorter. I'll cut it a bit shorter. No, no, sorry. I, I always thought we just introduced the guest and then we just started... I've only been doing this a year. Yeah. <laughs> we should have got the beats down, but no. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's all right. And we go again. So we're coming back into this after uh, two 3-1 wins, two very different 3-1 wins. How are you feeling? Uh, the the roller coaster that is Chelsea, I'm, I'm over the moon. <laughs> we can do no yeah. wrong. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Um, and we're going to win. Uh, against Liverpool at Wembley, um, but no, yeah. So it's 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 amazing what what you know ninety minutes can do to your mood uh, and the general mood of a club. So yeah, I think yeah. I'm buoyed by it. We've had a, you know two results, decent results on the bounce, um, and the, there's been a reaction from the team. I think that's what um, is important from the players yeah. that weren't really delivering. We're seeing a bit more from them. Fair point. I have a slightly different. Uh, reaction to the games. I think uh, I, I wonder what our guests will think tonight. We're very fortunate to welcome back Mark Meehan from the Chelsea Sports Trust and author of uh, and co-author of several uh, Chelsea-related books. Mark, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, good evening, Chad. Good evening, Mooch. Yeah, really kind for you to have me back on the Chelsea podcast. Well, yeah. it was um, it was very yeah. pleasant last time around. Yeah. Uh, and very pleasant the other night when at Crystal Palace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how I mean we talked we touched on the the roller coaster of being roller coaster rider being a Chelsea fan. I mean, it was for, for me, and I might be 
I might be talking out of turn. Clearly, again, very happy with the result. Certainly happy with the second half, more happy with the second half performance at Palace. But it did feel like two quite different games, Mark. It was, I mean, you know, it was the Villa game, having gone from Wolves to Villa, I mean, that was a hell of a turnaround in 72 hours. And, and I would argue that was our, our arguably our best performance all season. Would you agree? Yeah, I, 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 I would agree. I, I, I think what, what I'd say about both games, right ending for both, two very different games. And if I started at the Wolves game, I was at the Wolves game and coming out, it, it wasn't pleasant. It was, it was toxic some parts of the ground and some supporters. And there was a, a need for a response at Villa. And I did a pre-match preview on uh, the Chelsea fan cast. And I'm an eternal optimist by nature. And I thought we'd win. I thought I thought it would be just absolutely typical Chelsea for us to go to Aston Villa and win. But I still thought we'd probably scrape through by doing it by a penalty shootout. Because I think mm. Petrovic is a good stopper and a good goalkeeper. But I don't think I and many anticipated the manner of the performance at Aston Villa, particularly that first half performance. Uh, I don't think it's just the best that we've played this season. I'd probably even say, perhaps other than the Dortmund game last season at Stamford Bridge, it's probably the best we've played, certainly away from home, since the Real Madrid game a couple of years ago. I thought we were that good in the first half. Uh, We were just tremendous against Aston Villa. It was much needed. I think it was much needed for um, for Chelsea fans because if Wolves was the the low, this was almost like the ultimate high. Again, with my high level of optimism, I actually went into the Palace game on Monday night anticipating the same, which is probably <laughs> foolish. Yeah. Probably foolish on my part because I just thought if there ever there's always a, a good time sometimes playing teams, and at this present moment in time, Palace are at a low ebb. Yeah, uh, I watched the oh, was it the Brighton game. Uh, and I only saw the highlights of match of the day, and they looked in that short highlights woeful, and it just they just looked like a a team in a worse position than we were almost like against Wolves, and they brought they were three 0 down against Brighton, and they brought Elise on when you'd say the game's gone, and his hamstring went in eight minutes, and then there's all accusations was it the medical team was it the manager, and you just thought they looked like a team in crisis, three of their players were out. We're going there on the back of that Villa win, and I thought we should. If we turn up, this should be a simple, straightforward win. Should be like a couple of goals, no bother. But I should have known better because I think this is this is yeah, this is almost like a a pre-Hoddle ninety season. The teams we or many think we're not going to do well against, we do well against. We give a give a good game. We did well against Villa. We were superb against Manchester City and Arsenal at Stamford Bridge. And the teams you would hope the Chelsea team would put away, we struggle against. And we should have realised that with Palace's position, the injury crisis they have, they weren't going to come out and go for our throats. They they were going to do, which many teams have done at Stamford Bridge this season, which we have continued to struggle with, be very, very defensive and try and hit us on the break. And Palace were very defensive at home. And we've seen that first half so many times this season. Oh, yes. Primarily at Stamford Bridge, but occasionally, you know, so we, we should have guessed that. We just thought we couldn't play really well two games in a row. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's this season. It's a mad season. You know, we, we are good some days and we're just shockingly bad other days. Mm. 
but the positive was it was a good second half and, and at the end a fun, you know a fantastic finale those last few minutes well <laughs> in the away end it was uh, i don't oh well, obviously it was a great second half at the singing as well at three little bird it was just bonkers in the second half and, and a great win yeah yeah it's a great. It's actually a really good ground to be an away fan. It's um, you're pretty close to the action. Obviously, you don't feel swamped by the. The home fans are always very vocal, but you don't feel swamped by their numbers. I, I like Selhurst Park. I'm, uh, I've got I've got a lot of affection for going there. Wasn't at the game this time. Moose, do you think that's a, a fair assessment, mate? Um, I mean, we, Mark, and I are probably both looking at this at like, well, you know, we were both hoping for more of the same that we saw against Villa. Are you thinking so? Are you thinking a little bit more? Well, it's, we're up against the low block again. And actually it was a pretty good second half. And, you know, I mean, it was, don't get me wrong. It, as, as Mark has said, the second half was considerably better. It's, it, it wasn't anything like the highs of the Villa game, but it was considerably better. And obviously we stuck three goals away, won the game um, and, you know, all well and good, but there were, we, are you? Are we being too critical? Do you think? Uh, I mean, you, um, you're you. That's that's your job. <laughs> on this part. <laughs> You've got to be well, no, critical. Your, I mean, this is why I'm asking you the question because I feel like you might be putting a, a different point of view. No, yeah, I, I, I in and, one in know. one way, yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe we should, but in the other way, uh, and and in my outlook on it, I was really happy to see. Uh, a team who went one nil down against a team with a low block, dig in, get a result and turn it around because that's not something we've done a lot. And the fact that we've got that is galvanizing and it's a team that is working together and we can grind things out. And if we get a few more, not that we want to be one nil down, but if we, if the team know they've been in this position before, okay, cool. It's a goal. Then they're a young team. They're not going to just have their heads down and they know that okay, we've got we've got the 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 skills and the and the team and the mentality to fight back from this. Connor's, they're starting to adapt. Yeah, they're Connor's, starting to adapt. Connor's got off the mark. As mm. I said, texted you now. Rest of the season, peak Lampard. I want ten goals from him. It's going to be <laughs> phenomenal. We'll give him a twenty-year contract. Fine. Um, <laughs> I thought um, uh, Enzo's. You know, <laughs> great to see him finally scoring. We've got. It's. It's not. It's. It's the midfielder scoring, which is great. Which is what we need. Yeah. We need more goals yeah. from from different positions. Um, um, I mean, there's talk. Uh, we, I, you know, Cole Palmer as a ten. Uh, or as a, as a striker, it's it's, uh, it's we're seeing more and more of it. Maybe it's something that will eventually work. It's not well, <laughs> quite yeah, right. Well, yet. I was going to I was going to ask about that because I mean the lineup was interesting. I mean I, I'm get, I suppose Silver was back purely because they deemed Cole not quite ready, and obviously Badia excuse me Badia had taken that knock uh, against Villa, which saw him taken off. Yeah, he's back off the naughty step after his... Uh, his, his... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's flavoured a month again, isn't he? Um, um, but, but it was interesting to see uh, Sterling and Nkunku benched for the second match running. Um, and having Palmer's, yeah, as you said, Palmer's the false nine. Mark, is that... What did you what did you think when you saw that line-up? Was it just a, it was just a case of sort of pretty much trying to do the same as, as Villa? 
Um, we, I, I mean, I always look. Yeah, I always look at lineups to sort of see the reaction of people around you, whether that's in the pub or it's in the stadium, depending what time you're in the ground. And I don't think many people are shocked and surprised by that lineup because everyone knew Baddy Issue was out injured. And there's been lineups this season where wherever I am, you can see the either the body language of the people around you, and it's either oh my bloody god, what's that he's done, or oh. Okay. Oh, I like the look of that team. I think Monday's lineup. Everyone's going. Yeah, that makes sense. Silver comes back in. Baddy Shields out. Most people made the assumption if Colwell's not starting the game, he clearly isn't yet hundred hundred percent. And I think the Nkunku part of it. I, I think the style Pochettino seems to have shown, especially with players coming back for injury more recently. We've made so many mistakes in the last year plus of players coming back too soon. Perhaps sometimes driven by fan expectation and people saying, oh, when's he ready? Why is it? Etc. And of late, Pochettino does seem to be taking his time with players who've been out injured and easing them back in. He's done it with Chilwell and Chilwell's playing more frequently now. And I get the feeling he's doing that with Nkunku as well. So I don't think I was surprised at that team. It served us so well against Aston Villa. But for some reason, and I've got a possible view on that, it didn't seem to work well in the first half, but a tweak and a, a, a change, and it seemed to work a whole lot better in the second half. And it worked extreme, extremely well that once we got back in the game, you just felt we were going to win it. It was just when we'd win it, and we just won it in the absolute perfect way from any football sports point of view. The best way to win a game is a late goal, especially yeah. away from home. And then another one. Yeah, and then another one. Even better. Did, exact, yeah. did yeah. exactly the same in the home game as well, didn't we? So, um, yeah. But yeah, away, it's, uh, it's uh, certainly it's a limbs moment, isn't it? Um, I mean, it was disappointing for me that that coming on the hot on the heels of that Villa game, we did, yeah, and I know we've touched on low blocks and this, that and the other and expectations, and it, it was disappointing that it always feels that, I, it, the, that the movement ahead of the ball is a little bit... I appreciate when you're playing a very static defence, it's a bit harder. But I feel that's when you kind of need to... Your movement ahead of the ball needs to be a bit better. There needs to be one person coming out from that front line, trying to take a few defenders with him, leaving space for someone to run in behind, uh, and giving, you know... I mean, unfortunately, it tends to be our centre-backs passing the ball back and forth between them. But, you know, to give to give someone... Uh, with a decent pass on and the the opportunity to pass over the top and you know find some space behind, so that's what disappoints me. I think because we did. See, I appreciate we had more room against Villa. I appreciate we had more room against teams that come out and play a bit more. Um, but you know, Gary, I thought Gary Neville summed it up really well. He said he, I think he used the word turgid. <laughs> well, that might have just be my mate Jack. One or the other. They're very similar. <laughs> um, um, that was the polite, anyway, polite it, version of Gary Neville. <laughs> Turgid. People in the yeah. ground at half time are saying a lot stronger than Turgid. Yeah. I bet they were. I mean, yeah. um, it did. I suppose it's, I, I'm going to put this sort of slightly sensitively because I don't want to kind of put it all on him. But could at least a portion of that be down to the fact that Thiago Silva was back in the back four? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll, Say I'll, it. I'll, I'll, Say yeah, it, my I'll friend. Yes, I, but I don't, I don't want it to be totally on silver as well because no. he, he, he is only one player and, he, and he, is, he, is, he is a great player. I think there has to be a bit about the other players in the team, but also the way we played that first half 
working on the basis that surely from the management team's point of view as well, everyone expected Palace to paint. I think I think we should have expected that. They're going to do the low block. Should we, we anticipate that more than we did? Because every time we seem to play against low block, it's almost like the first time we seem to have ever experienced it before <laughs> during, the, during the course of the season. And, and, and it's been in our Achilles heel all season. And I think the frustration thing about the, far, uh, the first half, A, yes, with Silver inside, it does slow it down. Why it worked well against Villa is when Silver's inside, yeah, Enzo seems to go a little bit further back, closer to Silver, where when he's not on the pitch, he's, um, he's closer to Caicedo and they're a much more tighter unit. And they certainly were, especially in the second half, they moved much closer together and Enzo moved further forward when Silver went off. Um, so, but I think you can't just completely hang it on Silver. He's just one part of an 11-player team. Because sure. even if, and we did do far too much of that in the second half as well, unless it coached into them and Pop just saying, this is the way I want us to play away from home against the low block and keep passing and passing and passing and passing until you see an opening. We have got good players in that team. We have got creative players in that team. The thing about a footballer, is you know you have responsibility as well, and people seize the game and seize the moment, and they just didn't. It, we were just flat in that first half, um, and with a low block, you can't just play one way. You've got mm. to try various different things. Absolutely. When you go through the middle, go over the top, go round, use the width, try and draw the defence out, and we didn't. You've we got to didn't. move the. You've got to move them around. You've got to move the players around, move the ball around, and move that defence around because Palace were very tight at the back in that first half. Mm. And we just, it almost seemed like we were just trying to pass them to death in the first half. And we've done that many times. So, yes, it's a symptom quite often, you know, when Silver plays, but you can't just hang it on. You've got to hang it on the other players of the team, other than Gusto, who I thought, I know everyone talked about Connor, and Connor was, you know, superb. Mm. Gusto, until he went off, was superb. Absolutely. Mm. It's, it's the point where, again, it's always that great thing of, you know, you always listen to what supporters are saying. And, you know, so many people saying, well, we know Reese James isn't going to play again this season. And I'm cool about that. This guy's good. And mm. he's only 20 years of age. So you'd like to think he'd get even better. Well, that's, that's a remarkable thing for me. I mean, he's yeah. not, he's, he's only six months older than Alfie Gilchrist. Yes. And, you know, yes. and yet, he, and this is nothing against Alfie Gilchrist. He hasn't had the, he hasn't had the same sort of game time, yeah. um, you know, either, Anyway, Gusto obviously had going to him before as well. Um, he's for 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 his age. I think he's he's putting in incredible shifts and do, and doing really good things. I mean, here's the thing that I again, I the the the, the much touted afterwards the the much touted stat was that um, we had seventy nine percent possession in the first half. Uh, we passed the ball 420 times, but that is the highest number of passes in any half of football for 21 years without actually getting a shot on target. And yeah, I think, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. that, as I say, that was yeah. widely sort of touted around. And it, it it did seem sort of, it sort of, if there was anything that summed up our season more than that, I couldn't really think of it. I mean, and as I say, coming after how well we did against Villa, it, that was a particular shame. But um what about the? I mean, just thinking about you're you're absolutely right about silver. I mean, we have to give him, you know, I, I'm not saying for one minute it's just down to him, and of course it's got to be 
again, about the movement of the players up front. And I, I think they weren't moving enough. Cam, do you think it's time we put to bed the whole... And this is not knocking him, folks, before anyone... Just say it. Me. Come on. <laughs> Do we think we should put the bed to put to bed the Cole Palmer as a false nine strategy? I mean, he he is at his best for us when he gets on the ball a lot, and is creating chances. And he and we saw that in the second half. And he's good at he's very good at that. Uh, I know that. Everybody else knows that. Um, I think he is. I think he's wasted as a number nine. He doesn't really have. The movement of an out-and-out striker. He can't head the ball. Uh, well, I, I say can't. He doesn't do it with, you know, a number nine's kind of... Uh, um, Vigour. Belief. And, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I suppose the difficult thing is if you're going to play a false nine, it's difficult to see who else you would play there. But um, I just think he's... It, it's it, We lose an asset. When we put him there, particularly against a low block... He's just, he's not getting the ball. I mean, he, you know, he, he he didn't have that many touches in the first half. I agree it's not been as fruitful as we would like, but we've only seen it a handful of times this season. And I think it's 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 the a coach who's experimenting with the options. Um, when we've got players like Noni and Jackson who can you know, make really good runs and and, mm. and and give us that option. We've got Connor, who's finally got his scoring boots on. Uh, I, I kind of, I understand it. And I understand why um, he's, 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 he's trying and experimenting with it. And although Connor, uh, Cole Palmer's not getting the goals, he's still got a couple of assists. Um, yeah, and I, I think mean, it's, that was second half when he moved. But yeah. I mean, to be fair, you're, you're dead right. I mean, in the Middlesbrough away game, with uh you know on a different night he could have had a hat trick so i'm not necessarily i'm not saying that he's incapable of playing it Mm. i'm just saying for me he is a much better asset to the team if we play him either in a sort of number 10 role or out on the right um that that's that's the thing i mean i i'm not it's it's not a criticism of him particularly as as a striker i just think he's he's really good for us in a different position i agree I I uh, I I think when we wanted more direct pace on the wings, uh, with players running in behind, uh, that's why uh, uh, Poch has gone with this, um, yeah. uh, and also because he's undroppable. You know, we've got yeah, to have yeah. him in the side. He's he's yeah. he's our highest goal scorer and assister. So yeah, um, I I I don't, I don't love it, but I see the vision, and although it's faltering a bit. Maybe it will come good, but we won, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, for I mean, me, it, it, it didn't, it didn't work the other night. But again, this is my my, my point about it's not just about about silver because in other games, so I don't. I think you're right. Cole Palmer as a false nine would be where I'd play. Yeah, you know, if it was me, and we haven't seen much of it yet, I do what we do in pre season. And maybe when they're both foot, we might. I'd play Jackson and Kunku up top and see mm. how that works, and play Palmer yeah. behind. It worked better last week against Villa, and, and I think the disappointing thing for me out of all of the, the first half was I thought last week against Aston Villa, Madueke was fantastic. Mm. He was absolutely superb against Villa, and as brilliant as he wants to get as he was against Villa, he was equally as poor against Palace on Monday. He had a really poor game, so it's. 
he's an interesting player. He's either so good going forward and he looks an exciting player and he likes to shoot at every opportunity or he just surrenders possession and he surrendered a phenomenal amount of possession. And when it's worked well with Madden Wakely this season, him and Palmer almost seem on the same wavelength together, the way they play and the way they connect together. And something was just broken the other night. Just every time he tried to do something, you know, so you're right, Palmer was, you know, yeah, Palmer was starved of possession in that first half. He didn't get much because a lot of it was going down Medawake's side. He kept giving the bloody ball away. Mm. Yeah, where he for that goal well. and have a blinder. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he would. To be fair to him, I mean, we talked about him last week, and I th- um, you know, I I said I felt he is, you know, he's he's just a wee bit off being a really really good player, uh, and it's all about it's all about the final. It's it's about his it's you know he. He's not yet adapt. He's not yet adapting to not having the space to run into, and I think that was the difference with with Villa. He had an awful lot of space to run into. He had like he had clear green grass to get you know to get his skates on and run into. And in fairness, as I say again, he was getting to the byline and finding himself up against three people. But I agree, he's he's not quite got the quality yet to sort of figure that out. But I mean, you could argue that about quite a lot of the, of the team. To be fair. Um, and the team, yeah, th- yeah. There's a lot of players that mirror a lot of the team. They are consistent at being inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that season, the one, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you know, uh, we, uh, we talked about we talked about um, sort of the lack of movement and and a couple of concerns for me that didn't entirely disappear in the second half were if if Conor Gallagher isn't winning a second ball, a loose ball. You know, a ball that's gone up in the air and someone's going for a header. If it's not Cal- Conor Gallagher getting underneath it, um, and very, very occasionally Caicedo, we're not winning the second ball. That was one big concern of mine. And as I say, the second thing was that we were um, not moving. There was a lot of space on the right-hand side, and we did exploit it on a few occasions. Um, there was one really good chance, funny enough, when uh, Caicedo got right down the the, the right-hand side and, and, and absolutely hammered across him. And I thought, Nicholas Jackson's going to be on the end of this. And he kind of dawdled and wasn't around, wasn't attacking the ball, anything like that. But in the main, I felt there was a lot of green grass on the on our right in the second half that we weren't quite exploiting. Um, I feel like, again, when we move that ball, when we move players and the ball with pace and precision and purpose, we look really dangerous. Uh, And, you know, that's exactly what happened for the first goal. And I'd suggest we did it about three other times in the match and we got two more goals as well. Why are we not doing more of that? Yep, couldn't agree more. We we look really good when when, when we're playing fast-flowing football. We just look a completely different side. I don't think we're in in sync yet. Do you know what I mean? It's not, they're not clicking. Like Enzo was making a couple of, uh, he was was making more advanced passes, but it wasn't on the same wavelength as uh, Cole Palmer or or Noni. It was, and it's, it will come, but. Um, it's it's it, it's too early to to have that click. These guys haven't been playing together like class, yeah. of, you know, whatever. So it's it's not 
it's not going to happen quite that quickly. Um, and we would hope to see more of it. <laughs> we saw it in the second half, but we want to see it a bit earlier in the game so we can feel a bit more relaxed and, and enjoy it. Yeah, I think, I mean, it is a fair say, point. Enzo, Enzo was um, actually Enzo was getting some stick from Gary Neville in the first half, for, and you know he was talking about misplaced passes. And I thought, actually, what he's trying to do most of the time, what Enzo's trying to do with his passes is the right thing, and the player who he's attempting to pass to is either not making the run that he is anticipating. Or the run that the player should be making, and actually, you know, Enzo was probably doing the right thing. Um, Mark, what's your what's your view? Is that something that I, the thing is, Mooch? I suppose we do it. We do we do know how to do it. You're right. It, we may not do it automatically yet. We may not do it naturally yet. Mark, is it just something that's going to take a bit of practice? Do you think? No, I agree 100 with what Mooch was saying. I think this is. I've said it many times. People get going with. This is almost a season where I know we, we we went through it last season, but we really have to be tolerant and patient. It might it might take a while yet, and I think if if we were seeing a situation where we saw last year, where at time or even even actually under Sarri, where you know sometimes the football you just sort of think this is just as you Gary Neville's were turgid, and mm-hmm. you, you like to think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and you might not always see see the light. Well, we've seen this side this season. In certain games, we've looked very good, mm. and these players have looked very good. So we know it's there. We know they've got it, and I think which is what it's going to take a while. I think for them, you know, t- to be all completely in tune with each other, completely on each other's wavelength, and that will just come with playing regs together, come with practice on the training ground. But the, the signs in certain games this season have been really positive indeed. As yeah. that's my point, the joke I made about you know the consistent about being inconsistent. But we are very, very inconsistent. If we get a level of consistency, that's going to help them. That's going to help their confidence. And actually, and I, and I do think, you know, I went for the Villa game saying, you know, I went and said we'd win it, even though we might win through on a penalty show. And it would just be absolutely typical Chelsea that mm-hmm. we do beat Liverpool next week in the Carabao Cup final. And I think if we do yeah. that, that is going to do no harm whatsoever to these, these group of players. Yeah, and if we do agreed. it in a good manner, in the same way we did against Villa, again, I think that's a positive. This group players because the one thing they have been accused at, which I actually do think is really unfair, this thing's not working yet. That they don't care. Well, I, I think they do care. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, they, they, yeah the, the celebrations, you know, even the much maligned in certain quarters, Nicholas Jackson's. As mad as it is, any player running across the pitch from one to the other. To jump and celebrate with his teammates, he cares. Yeah. It's stupid because he's got another yellow card. Yeah. But do you know what? God. He cares. And I think, you know, there's a group of players there. They're, they, as you said, they're young men. It's, it's, I think we really have to be patient with them. There's, there's small glimpses there. Hopefully, between now and the end of the season, they get bigger. We get a good result against Liverpool. We get past Leeds in the FA Cup. Strike lucky. Again with a good <laughs> six-round draw, and then you're back at Wembley, and th- th- these things can be—they can be really great for a young player's career. S- some players never got to play in a cup final during their career. So, well, it's small then, margins. Yeah, it's, it's definitely small it's, margins. It's isn't very, it? very, very small margins, and 
you can have that small margins work in their favour that they end up in two cup finals this season. And as daft as the Premier League is, winning the other night, you're then looking up the table going, wow, we're not far off a European conference or Europa League place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is nuts when you said the, the inconsistent season we've had. Yeah. But yeah. every time we say that, yeah. every time we say that, Mark, oh, absolutely, we lose. I've got to tell you, mate, yeah. Yeah. on this show, every yeah. time we say that, we're going, oh, yeah, it's looking good, and then yeah. Yeah. absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, we've um, we we touched on Conor Gallagher a bit. Oh, perhaps I should rephrase that. Um, we uh, spoke about his performance. I mean, he seemed like he was an obvious choice for man of the match. How important is it, do you think, Mooch, that he's now? Uh, he's, score, he's scoring goals. I mean, you know, it's two consecutive games. Let's not go too over the top, but he Absolutely always was not. probably getting... <laughs> we're, going, we're going straight over the top. Way, Way over the top. It's time. <laughs> no, I mean, look, uh, he, he's had it in his locker. He's done it, ironically, for Palace. Uh, mm. and, and he's doing everything else, but that was the, the missing yeah. element to to the game. He's coming, you know, like uh, uh, it, it, it worked well, it worked better when we had two players up front, giving him a little bit mm-hmm. more space. I don't know if he'll be afforded that every game, uh, but, you know, it, that he's, he's, he's been so close so many yes. times this season. Yeah. And again, it's just a confidence thing. And I think uh, three goals, two games is going to give him that confidence and, and hopefully end this bloody contract drama and get him signed up oh, and God, and, uh, and committed to the club because the club love him. He loves the club. Just give him the don't give him an eight year contract. Give him a five year one so we can renegotiate when he's you know mm. this uh, the right side of thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll have to now anyway, yeah, because of all the new rules that are coming in. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the finish against Villa was an absolute peach. I mean, that that really was Lampard esque. It was. Um, you know, beautifully placed, uh, couldn't have been better. So, um, you know, God bless him. And uh, I did think he had a cracking game. Um, Mark, you mentioned Gusto, and we talked about him. I thought he was, you know, I thought he had another dynamic game and uh, I was really impressed with him. Anyone else stand out for you? It was, um, um, it was sort of, I, I think it's a contrast, but yeah, first and second. Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone stood out <laughs> in, in the first no, start, other enough. than Gusto. Yeah. Uh, I think in the second, there was lots of good performances in the second because again, we played we played well as a team. And sometimes to win football games, you really need two things happen. You need either one outstanding player to produce a moment of magic, which you know Connor you know, has, has 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 done for us. You might say, and Cole has done for us on a few occasions this year. Or you need a lot of players to do seven and eight out of ten performances. And I think a lot of players in the second half did those seven, eight out of ten performances, and then you had uh, a couple of moments of magic from Connor. And also Enzo's goal. That was what a goal. No, yeah. That was just calm. Yeah. yeah. There's no panic. And and we would have missed that chance earlier in the season. Because the difference between the other night and earlier in the season, we were creating lots of chances early in the season and lots of games. But we we just could not yeah. put the ball in the net. Snatching we at them, weren't we? Silly chances. Yeah, snatching yeah, Exactly, just grasping. Where, yeah, we we didn't, I don't know how many shots we had. I'm, I've never been one for stats. I do think a lot of stats is just overrated. People are obsessed sometimes by stats and we've got whole industry buying players <laughs> on the basis of stats where 
I just think sometimes you buy a player because you've looked at him and he looks a good player. Um, so um, I don't think we had many shots at Crystal Palace, but we seemed to score a good ratio of them and we, 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 fi- we finished well. So I think in the second half, I think Caicedo played well and Enzo played well, yeah. but neither of those worked as a unit in the first half in the same way. They worked as a unit in, in in the second half. Agreed. I thought Colwell looked good when he came when he came on. Um, I think he might have picked up a knock. I think early when he got kicked by a Palace player. Yeah. I always like Ben Chilwell in the team. I I, just, I think he just gives us the, the right the right kind of balance. Uh, and I think the interesting thing again was I, I just love listening to supporters in a football crowd when it wasn't quite going well in the second half where we got back in the game through Connor, and you sort of think. We're just not, you know, we 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 got to win this game. We've got to win this game. We're far better than them, and it just wasn't happening. And there's that midpoint in the second half, and people then sort of saying, "Well, what's the change going to be?" And someone turned around and said, "Oh, he needs to get Sterling on." <laughs> just you had about six people yeah. turn around like that and just go, <laughs> "Yeah, really? Are you sure about that?" But to be fair, you know, Sterling came on um, second time he's been on the bench, uh, and then he made the second goal. Yeah, he, he set that up. He nicely. did really well for yeah, him. So he, it, I'm saying he did. He did really well, and, and that again, it's, it's almost like Sterling is almost like a typical player of this season. He's, you know, quite capable of doing something that's really very good, and then many other days he will just frustrate the hell out of a large portion of our support. Yeah, I mean, I think he he didn't have a put. I don't think his his appearance was. Uh, particularly brilliant, except for that contribution for for the second goal, which was great. Um, but I'm I def- I mean, we had uh, Tony Glover was on there last week, and to say that he uh, loathes Sterling is probably an understatement. But um, <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I, know, I, I feel yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I, I'm I'm loath to criticise him too heavily, and maybe this is just in the context of this season. Um, and therefore, you know, any kind of effort, any kind of positivity, perhaps, is you give more credit for than you should in a normal season. But I've always thought about him. Whenever he plays, he is always looking to drive at an opponent. He's always looking to try and get into the box. He's always trying to be positive. He's always trying to drag people out of position. Yes, absolutely, the uh, the end product could be a whole lot better. Uh, he could get his head up a whole lot quicker, all of those kind of things. But he's one of those, in a, in a funny way, I felt like we probably missed him a little bit in the first half where we could have done with, I suppose they were looking up for Madueke to do that same sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And he but, but because Sterling's just a, perhaps a little bit cannier, a little bit more experienced than Madueke, he might have been a slightly better option against the low block. And as I say, I, I, I'm... I tend to defend him. I do appreciate that we should probably be getting more out of him. Mooch, where do you stand, mate? Because he, he is someone who really seems to polarise opinion. No, I, I like him. I like him. I don't I understand the frustrations that he brings, but I think he's a, a, he's, he's, he's one, one sort of consistent... Uh, well, he's an experienced player who mm. should be maybe doing a bit more with leading by example... His decision making has been atrocious on certain occasions, and some you know it's cost us games. You know when he should have passed instead of uh, uh, trying to take the shot on, or taking the shot on and missing. Uh, but 
I, I don't begrudge a player who's trying and 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 is is forcing the creativity, which is something that he will always yeah. do. And I'd rather have someone who's trying something and it doesn't come off, rather than just playing <laughs> it safe and it's just back and forth across the midfield and no, it's, no, no one's entertained or or, or uh, he, any in he any tries to. Scoring. He tries to earn a mistake from the um, from the opposition. You know, I, I think that's as opposed to, as you say, passing, passing, passing. You know, and 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 not making a mistake yourself. He tries to put the opposition into the position of making a mistake. Doesn't always work. Should work a lot more often than it does. But you know, I, I give him. I'll, I'll. I tend to give him a, a bit. You know, a little bit more credit because of that. Um, on the other hand, uh, I think for me, for me, all that, oh, yeah, yeah, I would say on on all those points. Um, but my my concern about Sterling is, yeah, this is his second season now. He is the most, other than Silver, probably one of the most senior players in the squad. And one of the criticisms about this group of young players is there's lack of leadership, there's lack of leaders amongst them. Yeah. So sometimes with that group of young players, you you need to look around the dressing room. And who are the experienced players and who are the leaders? And I don't get the sense that he he even just gives the impression of of like being a leader or wanting to be a leader. Mm. That does sound sound does sound be a, be a, be a part a part of him. And and also I know sort of people might sort of criticise him and people work in different ways. He doesn't seem the type of player either that will respond to kick up the arse. Mm. You know, I don't want to say he doesn't look that like he's bothered, but. No. I think he's more the type of player that, from motivation, won't respond to be told, you know, like uh, a Barry Fry might have done or Neil Warnock like, or Alex Ferguson hairdryer trim. I think he wants, that would just not work with him. He wants I, to be I loved, actually, doesn't he? He wants, yeah, to, he be wants to be loved. Mm. He wants to be loved. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And I think he wants to be loved. And I think that's difficult as well because you have that interaction between players and, and supporters. And I would say at this present moment in time, you know, a year and a half in, you know, the jury's still out on that in terms of like the love part where Cole Palmer's come in, played with him at Man City. Cole Palmer's loved. No, no, no question about that. Connor Gallagher is loved. Thiago Silva, occasional mistake, he's getting on, he's loved. <laughs> Alfie Gilchrist has only made a few subs appearances. Mm-hmm. Alfie Gilchrist is already loved by loved by oh, the supporters. I... Gusto and Ben Childer. Sterling, Sterling's Marmite, I'd say at the present moment in time. Yeah. But he shouldn't be. No, it's With a very good point. his experience and England international, yeah, he's, he's a capable footballer. We, as I've often said, Chelsea Football Club, who we are, and you'd like to think with all the research that goes into buying a player to see like the, the right fit, etc. Chelsea Football Club should not be in the business of buying bad footballers. I don't think Raheem Sterling is a bad footballer. No. He's not. He's, he's got a career record behind him. But since he's been at Chelsea, he has been the epitome of where we've been in the last 18 months. Another player who has been inconsistent, but he's quite capable because his career is demonstrated that of being consistent. So I completely see where Tony comes from on this because he is the type of player that drives supporters mad. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, but I also... Um, not every player is going to be a Drogba, uh, a, a, a Costa, a uh, you know, it, yeah, Terry. Um, and um, not every player, and yes, he's got a history, 
he's been about. He's gone. To, he's been at Liverpool. He's been at City. He's done the business there as well. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. because he's playing in a blue shirt, we shouldn't have uh, any animosity towards him. Maybe we should give cut him a little bit more slack. Maybe we should show him that love that he needs. Mm. And I understand yeah. it's frustrating, yeah. and and that you're never going to win over uh, all the supporters. But I, I, I'm of, I'm of the opinion that he's a good player. Give him give him a, a bit of a chance. Uh, let him do his thing, and and he'll he'll change minds and hearts with goals and. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Luke, what he'll also do. Because I like disaster. Yeah. I, I, I like him. There's, some, there's something about that. But I know supporters refer to him as disaster. <laughs> because some of the goals in. But he's now, just by jumping in the bloody yeah. crowd, yeah. he's almost attracted cult status within 48 <laughs> hours. Because, <laughs> again, so if Sterling wants to win, just jump in the crowd next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've always liked him. It's, just, uh, it's a... Yeah, but yeah, I, t- I yeah. tell you, but I've always liked him. He's a player that has a, a, yeah. some limitations, but yeah. I've always liked him, and I think yeah. he's a very honest player. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, just the silly bugger Fosbury flop he did was <laughs> is has won him a lot of fans, isn't it, <laughs> guys? So I'm um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this to a close because we're going to um, we're going to talk uh, a little later about um, our upcoming game with Manchester City. Oh God. Um, so uh, we'll bring this one to a close but um, it's been uh, fantastic talk about it obviously at the end of all that it was another league win um, we're inching our way back up the table again and it's another way to help put the uh, Wolves game behind us so um, thanks very much uh, to Mark for joining us very good to have you mate no thanks very much for inviting me on always a pleasure always had to come on thanks fella and Mooch always good to see you mate as likewise, mate. Cheers, buddy. And we'll be back uh, in the not-too-distant future with our Man City preview show. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.